What is good, everybody? It's Sherm, joined, of course, by my man Obed. We're here bringing you another great episode of What's the Work in Entertainment. What is happening, my friend? You feeling good? I'm feeling good today, man. I'm ready to go. We got a lot to talk about today. As they say, I'm feeling a little dangerous, you know? <laughs> Let's get dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you, man? Living the dream, man. Another beautiful day out here in the city. Uh, weather's nice. I know it's going to get cold again, but I'm happy to have some sunshine and all of the transactions. My goodness, it's going to be a busy one. Yeah, we definitely have a lot to talk about today. Definitely have a lot to talk about, especially in the NFL. But first, I want to start on really quick. I'm going to talk really quick about some college ball. Uh, your boy Zion Williamson came back the past couple games for the ACC tournament. Woo! Did, did it up, dude. Did you see the first game? He 13 had, to 13? Oh yeah, and then the other night, I think it was against Syracuse, that first, that first he had, damn near took from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Oh, my He's goodness. He, you know, he is looking good. I don't think there's any problems with the knee right now. Uh, I mean, he looks phenomenal. They, they, ended, up be, they ended up beating uh, Florida State last night, 73-63 to in the ACC tournament. He, yeah, I think Zion had, what, 21-5-2, so he looked good. He won the MVP. Yeah. Um, I, I think Duke is obviously again a number one seed in the overall NCAA tournament. But I, I mean, are they a lot to get an overall a number one seed? Possibly. I mean, um, I'm not sure. Maybe that might go to Virginia. But I want to say if they do get this number one, so I'll say if whether they do get the number one seed or they don't, do you think that Duke would be the favorite to win the whole thing? Um, I mean, based on their past performances, it's easy to say yes. Um, and, you know, you, you look at them, it's obvious without Zion, they don't stand a chance. Uh, yeah. they, they absolutely need him to be that, that powerhouse team that we saw earlier this year. Um, number one seed, man. Eh. But as far as winning the whole thing, they need him. Without him, they don't have a chance. You think so? Okay. I was, I was going to be my next question. They win without Zion. Yeah, I'm going to lean towards your, your, your call there. I don't think they can win it all without Zion um, fully healthy. If, he, if he's out, I mean, it's going to hurt them a lot. I mean, they probably make it, I don't know, maybe the Elite Eight without him. Um, yeah. And that's about it. But I think they definitely need, to, need him to win. And I, and I mean, whether they win the championship or not, is it a lock that he's going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft this coming season? I, I don't see anyone taking somebody else. I mean, he's he. this is a person who could immediately get, jump into your starting five and make a difference. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, and you mentioned starting five. I think about it. He can obviously he's gonna probably play the four, but he can play three and even or even a two if he wanted to. I mean, he's what six seven, what two eighty two eighty five, but he's so say. athletic. He's yeah. so athletic. He can, you know, and he he has he has handles. He has a jumper. You know, he's definitely overall over like all around great great ball player. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I think he can easily play positions two through four, two three, I mean, two three and four easily. Five yeah. will be a little bit of a stretch. Going up against guys like AD or Giannis and things like that. Yeah. But um, uh, I think he can actually play positions two, three, and four, no problem. Speaking of the NBA, uh, I don't know if you watched the game last night between the Warriors and the Thunder. The Warriors beat them 110 88 um, in Oklahoma City without Kevin Durant, mind you. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. This was like, I think, the second game he sat out. I believe it's a, a uh, ankle injury. Yeah. Uh, Curry had 33-7-3. Thompson had 23-8-4. Westbrook only had seven points, eight uh, on, on a, you know, seven points on two of 16 shooting from the field, eight boards and nine assists. Paul George, he had 29-13-2. and two. Um, The win obviously pushed Warriors, it keep, keeps them at first, but yeah. uh, uh, the loss for the Thunder pushes them down to fifth in the Western Conference now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think they need home court. You know, I mean, they've got we only got a handful of games left here in the, in the regular season. You know, just about winding down. This, this, I mean, this I think tells the toll. You know, without Kevin Durant, if they can beat the Thunder like that in Oklahoma City, that's yeah. a problem. You know, if if they if the Warriors do see them in the second round, of yeah. play, let's say so, Oklahoma obviously going to make it. You know, we can probably get past the second second first round. But if they see the Thunder in the second round, the Warriors I think just go just probably probably actually actually end up being a sweep. I don't know if you feel the same way, but can the Thunder really overcome? Maybe make make a push towards the end, and maybe get up to that three seed. I don't know. So this is where uh, you know conversation that we had about uh, Westbrook and while what he does is amazing. You know how not balanced is the Oklahoma City Thunder that if he doesn't bring it, they are not going to win. 
No, um, much the same situation as Zion with Duke. Um, without that home court advantage, I don't know. I mean, even with home court advantage, I feel like teams have successfully shown they can go into OKC and run that table. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't see them making it. How many games are left? Six? Seven? Something, something like that. But, I mean, yeah, it's got maybe, what, 10 games left, I think? Um, see, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not many. Actually, may, yeah, I'm actually making it might be less than 10. Yeah, five or six, actually. So, and they're what? There's six games behind the Warriors for first. But, I mean, they're only they're only they're within a game and a half of Houston for third place. Okay. So, you know, they could possibly, you know, if Houston, lose, Houston loses out and, you know, Blaze on the Thunder win out, whatever the case is, they could yep. get up to the three seed. You know, um, you know, I don't think they're they're right now. They're they're a half game behind the Blazers. So you know, and Blazers are so so you know uh, hit or miss. And I also believe CJ McCollum uh, actually got hurt, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he um, he's gonna have a uh, an MRI on his on his knee. So wow. I think he might have. So, but I don't think, I don't think it is it was a serious injury. I think it, I think he was diagnosed with uh what do you call it, poplacious strain? Excuse me if I'm saying that wrong. It's in his left knee. So it's no really serious injury. But without McCollum, Damian Lillard cannot do it by himself. Um, that's for sure. So uh, that's why I think the Thunder will end up getting at least a fifth seed, excuse me, at least a fourth seed. And it could possibly, like I said, possibly get into three if, if Houston has some trouble um, down the line there. But anyway, moving on, I wanted to, before we get in the NFL, I wanted to talk to you about – Football news. So, uh, man, Johnny Football, old, old old Johnny Mandel is still trying to make trying to social job. Uh, he signed up <laughs> recently the uh, Memphis Express of the startup AAF. For you guys who don't know, that's the Alliance of American Football, kind of a league for guys who played in the NFL or or wanted to, trying to get a chance at the shot a shot at the NFL. And Johnny Mandel just got picked up by the by the team out of Memphis, who's on the, who actually started three quarterbacks so far. Do you see Johnny Football ever playing in the NFL again? Um, I honestly don't see Johnny Football playing in the football in the NFL ever again. Honestly, it's looking at um what's become of him and just the the times that we've seen him get an opportunity to go back on the field for any team. It has just looked worse and worse and worse. Um, so. I mean, you know, I think this is it's on name recognition that he's getting an opportunity. And, you know, I think he has an inability. Whatever he's been doing, he hasn't cleaned himself up. Right. Uh, and it's indicative of what he's doing to himself, because mm-hmm. we remember seeing him with uh, or hearing the story about him. And when he was with the Browns, his then teammate, Josh Gordon, getting onto an airplane, both smelling like marijuana. You know, mm-hmm. Josh was able to change, turn his life around. But it looks as though. Uh, uh, Johnny Manziel has not. Um, I don't think he'll ever play in the NFL again. It's it's sad, but you know I didn't know what kind of opportunity he was going to have anyways. This guy running around, uh, pop pop gun uh, quarterback. I, I doubt he was going to have a long career, but we won't yeah. we won't ever see it again. I don't think. Yeah, I, yeah. Just just I think it's just more of the off the field with him. I don't necessarily think it's all about his um his ability. I think it's more of the off the field stuff. Mm-hmm. That's gonna really just hinder him. So, but I mean, I wish him the best. I hope he, I hope that he one day gets back. You know, uh, but he hope he can change really just change his life around first and foremost. Uh, and even I know he was playing a handful of games for the Browns. He did okay in those games. But you know, uh, hopefully he gets the, gets his wife back, back on track. Speaking yeah. of the Browns, speaking of the Browns, my friend, let's get right into the NFL. The big news last week from the coming out of from the Cleveland. Grabbing Odell Beckham Jr. from a tr- trade from the New York Giants. I mean, that was definitely the big shocker. It was rumored that the Giants may be looking to consider trading uh, ODB. I'm see OBJ. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, ODB. right. <laughs> hey, you should call him ODB and, uh, at LSU. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Yeah, but his initials are actually OBJ. Yeah. Um, so it was rumored that they were looking to trade him. But if something came about, they would. And sure enough, sure enough, they pulled trigger, man. The Browns sh- trading for Odell Beckham Jr. Sending, sending a first and a third p- round pick to the Giants, along with safety Jabril Peppers. Yeah. Now, the Giants get the 17th overall pick from the Browns and the 95th overall pick, which is the Brown, which was the Browns' second of their third round picks. Um, you know, Browns have a have honestly one of the best receivers in football now. So you've mm-hmm. got now you've got Odell on one side. Jarvis Landry on the other side, who's an 100-catch receiver guy. 
Baker yeah. Mayfield's going to have a field day. Yeah. I you're mean, not even mentioning Seth Duvall, David Njoku, Higgins, uh, either of the running, well, three of the running backs, because I don't know if Duke Johnson is stay, but between passing to Kareem Hunt or passing to Nick Chubb, passing to Duke Johnson, mm-hmm. it's a Madden roster that they put together. Yo, right? I'm telling you, I'm saying it. I said the on the Browns will be winning the AFC North in 2019. Yeah. I, I'm saying it now. Dude, if everyone's healthy, because if people get hurt and, you know, Odell's out, I mean, obviously that's going to change everything. And Baker's, the Browns are winning the AFC North. They were 7-1 last year. Yeah. Seven, oh, and seven. there was a lot of controversy behind some of the games that they they lost. The NFL, the NFL did them dirty on a couple of a couple of games. Yeah, and the first game they lost, they tie with the Steelers. That was a field goal thing. You know what I mean? Very well, just been eight and eight. You know. Um. Yeah. So I'm, I'm telling you, the Browns look good. The Browns are on the come up. I mean, they're looking at even if they, they make the playoffs, they're not going to really do much in the playoffs. They'll probably lose first round. But I look at some yeah. of the teams that are in the playoffs from the AFC side. If say the Titans made it the Texans made it I have got to give the edge to what's coming out of the out of the shuttle or off of the bus and in through the tunnel when it's the Browns that show up I mean it's, maybe this is the what we've been waiting for right they've mm-hmm. got everything they need. as long as there's I think it's going to come down to that sophomore slump as long as there is not a sophomore slump and Baker Mayfield comes out here and backs up all the trash talk we will mm-hmm. be all right yeah and you, and you mentioned uh Kareem Hunt before it just came down the other day that he's going to be suspended for the first eight games of the season. Um, he also, I did hear that he won't appeal the decision. Um, you know, I don't. Do you think that's a good idea on his part? I don't. To me personally, I think he should just accept it and just be done with it. Don't try to fight it. I think I think he should just accept it. I don't know about you. Um, I I think he should absolutely just accept it. Um, I in all honesty, that is a slap on the wrist. Uh, but uh, I, I want to say, do you think the NFL got it right? Um, you know, I mean, they, they did their interviewing process. The fact that it was only eight games means that they found something there that to me did give some, some, uh, validity to what Kareem Hunt told them, right. Going back and looking at what actually occurred or looking at all the stuff, I think they saw it in, in the situation that, okay, it can't be six games because we know that Josh Brown was beating his wife, you know, severely. Uh, and we only gave him six games, also outside of him being also being an alcoholic. But because of this, you know, zero pot tolerance they want to have on it, they had to make a statement. I, I think there was some validity to what happened. Maybe it shouldn't have been eight. Maybe it could have been longer. But I think eight, perfectly fine. I, I honestly, I thought it just it would be longer. They were trying. I think they. Were, I thought they were going to try to make an example. I, I honestly, I, I was really. I thought I, if they had to suspend them for the entire season, I would not have been surprised. To be honest, right? Yeah. I would not have been surprised. Um, I think they're, they're just trying to. I thought they really just want to make an example of the next person. You know, this is the next one up. You know, you saw it before, and Ray Rice. You said Brown. You know, and and the numerous people. Just, you know, having these problems. You have these issues. Hill is now under investigation as well. I did hear? I did hear about that as well too. You know, some a lot of you know personal issues. You know, you know, um, domestic violence, things like that happening. So I really thought they were just going to drop the hammer on Kareem Hunt. But I mean, eight games. Now, but now he's only going to miss half the season. So he's that means he's going to be fresh for the second half of the season when the Browns are really trying to probably make that a push. So I think this benefits sitting out these eight games, to be honest with you. He's not going to be banged up for an entire 16-game year, you know. Um, so you, you, you have Nick Chubb there. He can ride out for the first eight games, no problem. And then you give Baker maybe another another weapon in Kareem Hunt. Then we got Odell and, like you said, in, in Landry. I'm telling you, watch out for the Browns, people. Watch yeah. out for the Browns. They're, they're on the come up. I'm not saying they're going to win anything big. They're not going to win AFC champs and nothing like that. But they are. But you know what's funny? Their odds shot up through the roof. I believe, the, I believe they went from 10 to 1 to 7 to 1 to win the AFC after the Odell Beckham trade. And they went from, I believe, 30 to 1, I believe 15 or something to 1 to win, to, to win, to, uh, the, win the Super Bowl. Um, so the you know, and 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 then and their AFC odds are right behind the, the Chiefs and the Pats, which is which is wild. So yeah. I mean, yeah. they are not they're not your laughable you know bottom of the barrel Cleveland Browns that we, that we saw in the past. So they're on the come up. So watch out, folks. The other big news from last week, um, man, it was Le'Veon Bell Ooh. finally getting finally getting his deal uh, with the New York Jets, getting four years, fifty two and a half million dollars. Thirty-five million dollars, which of which is guaranteed. Um, so that was definitely a big move. Give the Jets a great, great weapon to have. Um, you know, they they were hurt for running backs. They were, they're hurting for they're hurting for a couple of different things. Don't get me wrong. 
you know, uh, but I think it's a great move for them. Um, he gets to be in New York, a big market, so he you know, gets to himself there. The Jets also picked up linebacker C.J. Mosley um, from the from Baltimore. They got wide receiver Jameson Crowder from the from the from Washington. Right. So I think you know they're getting they're they're trying to give Sam Donald a couple pieces and maybe build up that defense a little bit. Um, you know, so which is night, which is good for them. Yeah, that defense have been, uh, you know, a, a question mark there. What were they going to do with the with the new ownership, or excuse me, new management? Uh, you know, really, Jamal Adams is the only guy that you felt like was uh, could be spoken for, deserved to be out there. Um, right. You know, question that as far as paying. So to bring in one of the best uh, middle linebackers, that really helps to, you know, add some solidarity to not just the back end, but in the middle as well. And then maybe give some support to, uh, to you know, your front four, front five. Um, I, I think those they've made some good moves. I, I so Le'Veon Bell. I mean, and uh, America, we are reporting guarantees here. We are not doing this ESPN nonsense of telling you that this person signed for a hundred million dollars and only thirty percent of their money is guaranteed. So they did not <laughs> sign a hundred million dollar contract. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I think right. I think uh, I think I think that they're all good deals in five years. Uh, Fifty one mil guaranteed for Mosley. That's a that's good for. Uh, for what you're, he's going to put on the field. Yeah, he's now he's the highest paid middle linebacker in the NFL now. Uh, what do you think good. Gates is gonna, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was, was going to say, you know, talking about uh, Crowder, okay, again, about Mosley, you were saying? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, no, uh, I, I wonder how Gates is going to uh, allow this defense to flourish. I'm not sure who his defensive coordinator is. Um, Cause there, you know, he's obviously got a couple pieces he can play with there with mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell uh, and Jameson Crowder to be his, I mean, and as well as Robbie Anderson and, and uh, mm-hmm. Quincy Inunua, who I now yeah. think will kick outside. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, Donald's got some good pieces. Yeah. Crowder signed what three years for a $28 million contract, 17 of which is guaranteed. And, you know, I was back quickly back to the Browns as we transitioned to the Jets. They had, they lost on uh, defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson to the Browns. Now he signed a four-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal, which 20, 21 and a half is guaranteed there. So that bolsters their defensive side. So they're so the Jets front four now is, is kind of hurting. And now they got Mosey, you know, to help in the linebacking core. But now their defensive line, now Richardson definitely is going to take a hit. So I think I, I think in the draft they're going to probably go defense um, yes. for the Jets. I think they'll go defensive. Now, they've got their quarterback in Don. You know, they've got a couple. You know, they got their running back now in Bell, as we mentioned, you know, Crowder and, and Anunua and, you know, Anderson. So, I think they're they're okay on offense. They might they might, they might might even try to bolster that offensive line to make sure Don is healthy. But the Jets, they'll, they'll be okay. I don't think they're going to win the division or anything, but they'll they'll be all right. If they, I think they'll go defensive and heavy in the draft, though. Yeah. That, you know, pundits are, are claiming that this draft is a very defensive chat, a d- defensive-minded draft. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, let, let's see what some teams do. I think with the, definitely the defensive <laughs> movements among among the league have been interesting, to say the least. Uh, people are getting paid, but we'll see what happens, how they plan to fill holes when the draft time comes around. Yeah. Um, the other big news, well, not really too much big news, but uh, the Jags, they got their quarterback. I know we had a report in it a couple of weeks ago that he was probably going to go uh, there. With, of course, talking, excuse me, of course, talking about quarterback Nick Foles. Coming over from Philadelphia, he did sign his deal, four years, eighty-eight million dollars, and fifty point one million guaranteed. Um, that's, that's a that's a that's a big that's a big contract for him, you know. You know, I mean, again, he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback and Super Bowl MVP. I get it, you know. Uh, of course, signing Nick Foles, that meant Blake Bortles is going to be out. They they of course released him. Uh, but do you think Foles is the answer, and do you think Bortles will have a job? whether it be a starting job or a backup job next season. I mean, sometimes I wonder if Bortles couldn't apply himself and stay on the course as a starter, what do you get in a backup? He would need to have some kind of like soul searching game, a life changing event happen where he's like, okay, I can play this game at a high level. I need to start doing so. Um, still gives you the, that mobility that he has, you know, he can scamper for you. He can find players. He can, he can manage an offense that is based around the run more so than around the pass. And a couple of those might start popping up with uh, some of the, the uh, hybrids of the pop, uh, pop, pop going, uh, <laughs> pistol formation and RPO formations. I will see. Um, could he be backup somewhere? Yes. He's got the pedigree yeah. to get backup. Will he apply himself as such or just be Willie Beeman on the bench? I, I assume he will be <laughs> Willie Beeman. <laughs> I speak to the Nick Foles signing. Good job getting paid, and 
And if it falls off like I believe it's going to fall off because they have no real weapons out there for him to play with, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I think we were talking about that a week or two ago as well, too. They don't really have any weapons for him to you know throw the ball to. That's the thing. You know, they lost Allen Robinson to the Bears. That was their number one guy. They let him walk in free agency. I mean, I don't that that's uh, going to go offensively in the draft. Maybe maybe so because they know their defense is nice. You know, they re-signed Marcel Darius. We talked about it. Obviously, they got Dan Ramsey. You know, uh, yeah, uh, was it Clay's Campbell too? The defense is still good, so maybe they go offensive, offensive. You know, take the goal minded it in, in the draft next month. Get, yeah. get a get a get a couple receivers, maybe a tight end. Um, yeah. You know, they they haven't had a really good tight end since what Julius Thomas years back. You know, you know, uh, ASJ ASJ was out there for a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, so the Jags definitely need a couple, a couple of different pieces over at uh, on the offensive side. So I don't think Nick Foles is the complete answer for them. He'll do a, I think he'll do a better job than Blake Bortles did. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know? I, I could see that. Yeah. Um, moving along, going to the Raiders now. Um, they, of course, we know we we talked about it last week. They've got they got Antonio Brown from mm-hmm. the Steelers. Um, and any and. and you know, and funny, just really quick, just going back to really quick before we go go deep into Raiders, I want to go back to the Odell Beckham trade just for one second. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, Antonio Brown, the Steelers gave up the Steelers gave up Antonio Brown for only a third and a fifth round pick. The Browns got Odell Beckham for a first and a third, and Antonio Brown is arguably better than Odell Beckham. And yeah. they got and and the Giants got a, a safety. Well, they got a player. They got a they got a player. A first and a third round pick, but yet Antonio Brown is only worth getting a third and fifth. Are you kidding me, Pittsburgh? Do better. Are you kidding me? That proves that proves to you they wanted him out of there. That proves they wanted Antonio Brown out of Pittsburgh. They were tired of his shenanigans, and they just wanted they want something in return. And they just they, I think I think they pulled the trigger too quickly. They, I would agree. I would agree. He pulled the trigger for, and sent him to Oakland. Okay, fine. You you know, maybe you won't see him. Maybe they won't make the playoffs. You kept him in the AFC. I don't know why you didn't send him to the NFC. Um, yeah. I don't know if the, if the offers were coming and, and who they were. Apparently, he nixed their Buffalo trade that they wanted to make. Um, yeah, so, so that. You know, I mean, like, that situation was just... Fifth, I just can't understand that. And it, it proves it was a bad move because, like I said, the, the Giants got a first and a third for OBJ. I just... I just, I'm sorry. I just had to get that. Like, compare. Absolutely. I can't believe it, dude. Like, even a second round pick would have made sense if they just sent a second and a third, and then you know a player and got Antonio Brown would make sense. A second and a fourth, something, man. I just couldn't believe it. I gotta gotta say it's the age component. I gotta say it's the age component. Just him being 30 because you're getting a 24 year old Odell back when you're 25 years old. old. He's he's young as all hell. Yeah. Getting before his prime. But still, you know, but but now the Raiders, they're doing they're doing their they're doing their job now, man. They they, they just got Tyrell Williams receiver from the Chargers, um, and offensive tackle Trent Brown as well, too. Williams four-year deal, 44 million, 22 guaranteed. Brown, four years, 66.8 mil, 36.8 million guaranteed. The Raiders, they're there. we go. I is John Gruden really the uh, the mastermind that we are we were were we doubting him for the reasons? Is he really now doing the right things? I, I you know it's still I mean don't get me wrong I'm not saying it 100 percent yet, but yeah. it's looking like he might know what he was doing after all. He's helping that offense. Going to you know there he's going to focus it around Derek Carr of course. You got mm-hmm. in Antonio now you got Tyrell. I think they're still leading running back, uh, but I think in the draft. They're gonna go defense all the way, and that's where they need the most help. Yeah. And they can make some moves. Don't don't be shocked. You know. You know, I think there's something to be said. Uh, your comment about how you know do we was this a mastermind? Is it not doing? I mean, it, it's all of the perception. They, we spoke about this. It's like if you if you believe he was going there to save the Raiders, fine. That's why you signed ten years. You want to do this is a long haul rehaul project. Part of a rehaul project is tearing down what was there. So when we look at it, it's like, what is he doing? What is he doing? This is a tank, full-on reconstruction, clear house, clean it up, start fresh from where you want to be. He's mm-hmm. it's all he's on plan. It's all it's it's on par or excuse me, on schedule mm-hmm. for he's trying to put in, in place. Get, collect draft picks as many as you can. Get rid of the old players. Just put together something 
out there so that the fans have a bit of a game, but understand that this is just for right now. It's not for what we're doing for the future. Uh, and we'll see. We won't. We honestly, it's a. It's like when a new college coach gets to to start manning a team. You know, it's like, well, these aren't his recruits. These aren't his players. We won't know what his team looks like for two, three years. Yeah. You know, well, they're ready to ship you out after one year. Uh, <laughs> like it's Joseph, it's unne- it's, it's not right. You got to give this person yeah. time to build this dream and see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, I, like I said again, just as you know, I think the Raiders they got to go defensive heavy in the draft. I still think they need a running back, but but they're giving Derek Carr some weapons, so I I think they'll, they'll you know they'll they'll be okay. They'll be they'll be okay. Yeah. Um, moving on, the Ravens. They picked up some two big, uh, some two big names too. They've got safety. They picked, they signed safety uh, Earl Thomas and running back Mark Ingram. Um, Thomas, of course, coming over from Seattle, signed the four-year, fifty-five million dollar deal, thirty-two million only guaranteed. Mark Ingram coming over from New Orleans, three years, fifteen million. Um, I was surprised, kind of a low number. It's only fifteen million for Mark Ingram. Yeah. Um, I, for three years, really? I was thinking for three years. I mean, I think we should get thirty million. You know, and I, I wonder, like, what was your market and what what are people thinking about? What what's information is out there about Mark Ingram that ended up with this deal? Like, you know, it, it's a good team and the Saints didn't want to keep you uh, figured that they could get the same kind of production from somebody else. Um, and then you go to the Ravens where, you know, not that, yeah, you do potentially have the chance to be the starter there since it's uh, Gus Edwards and Alex Collins took himself out of the equation with his uh, latest arrest. Uh, mm. That him being released, um, it just it's a it looks like a bad deal for Mark Ingram. I don't know why why you would take it and why you wouldn't stay with the Saints. Was the Saints were the Saints offering much less than this? You know, like yeah, I I, I don't really don't know what happened there was, but and I was surprised. I mean, you know, leaving that team because they're such a, you know a, a great organization. I was just surprised. You know, I mean, I guess he just felt that the Saints just gonna you know go heavy with um, Alvin Kamara maybe. And I really, you know, I looked to give him the ball as much. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but yeah. I was surprised that he left, man. The Saints, I mean, they're what? They're Super Bowl, they're Super Bowl contenders, you know, each year. So, you know, going to the Ravens, you know, the Ravens are kind of, kind of doing some things differently now. We're obviously, going with Lamar. Obviously, we talked about Flacco trade before. So, Run the uh, first offense they're going to have here. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. We'll see what happens with that. But speaking of the Saints, they uh they got they got a run back to replace Mark Ingram. They got Latavius Murray, um, coming over from a what from the from Minnesota, I believe. Uh, yep. So he signed he signed a four year four point four million dollar deal. They also resigned quarterback uh, Teddy Bridgewater to be uh, Breeze's backup again. I think it was one year only for one year, seven and a half million fully guaranteed. I think it also five million dollars can be added for incentives, but. I think they really want to keep a solid backup in there because they don't know how much longer Drew Brees has left. I think yeah. he's got a, you know, a year maybe two left. You know, they really want to. They see something in Bridgewater. I think that he could be their guy going forward. And to learn from somebody like Drew Brees is, is a blessing, dude. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, why, why would you, why would you not want to do that? So I think Bridgewater made the right move. It was a rumor. I think he was looking. I think he ended with Miami. Yes. Right. If I'm not mistaken. He was probably going to be their quarter, their quarterback there too. But you know, uh, I think it's a better move. Obviously, the New Orleans better organization than Miami right now. Absolutely. You know, so I, I kind of, I kind of, I think it was a good idea for him to stay. But the Murray signing, uh, it's going to be obviously Alvin Kamara's team, you know, to lead that way in the running game. But Murray. He'll get some touches. I think. Did you, did you like the move with that one? Or I, I did like the move. Uh, and and just to f- uh, follow up, the guaranteed money on Latavius Murray's contract is seven point two million dollars. Okay. Uh, so I think that gives you an idea that maybe the max they were trying to do was seven million dollars for whoever yeah. was going to play this backup role, and they're probably going to ride Alvin Kamara a lot more. And maybe that's why Mark Ingram. Maybe it could could potentially be why Ingram was like, all right, now nah, I'm leaving if I can't get more than $7 million out of this team. I don't need to be here. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's a good move. I think Murray had already coming from a team in uh, the Saint, excuse me, the Vikings that, you know, it's pretty similar to what the Vikings are uh, for NFC teams. You know, there's the flashy uh, starter uh, with, you know, more of a big body backup back. Um, and he can play that big body backup back role. I mean, you know, if not for Latavius Murray, who knows where the uh, Vikings would have been this past year with, uh, Dan, Dalvin Cook slowly coming back from the uh, the ACL injury. 
Right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's if, if he's if he's healthy, he's a dynamic player, man. Um, definitely, definitely a dy- dynamic player. So I think if him healthy, the Vikings will be OK. Uh, I know we, t- we touched briefly on the uh, on Dolphins. I want to actually get with them real, on them real quick. Um, they they signed their quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, to a to a new deal. I think with two years, eleven million dollars, um, because they traded away Ryan Tannehill. So I quickly on Fitzpatrick. Is he is he really going to lead the Dolphins to anywhere? I, I I don't see really happening. <laughs> Again, it's what that he's there because potentially they're going to draft somebody. Um, the QB that they draft. Heaven help me if it's Dwayne Haskins, um, because I just don't. You just don't have. There's too many holes on the team, right? It's almost too many holes on the team to, to think the first thing you're going to do is bring in a quarterback uh, and then have him have no one to throw to. So you know how much can you actually uh, mature a quarterback um, if you have no one to play with? Uh, they're just. Adam Gates and the rest of those numb nuts over there uh, did a number on just on on just you know really I mean the guys are slap D's over here like what are you guys doing uh, the Dolphins are in a way worse way than they were before but um, yeah it's it's a stability move stability move just put put a product out there yeah 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 uh, I mean I don't think Fitzpatrick's really going to do anything for the Dolphins but the fact that they traded um, Tannehill. Shows that they were de- they were definitely ready to move on from him. They traded the Titans. The Titans get Tannehill and a 2019 sixth round pick. Dolphins get a 2019 seventh round pick and a 2020 fourth round pick. Now I know I know we were kind of talking about it before. You know you're think I guess you're thinking Mariota. You know is is he really do they do the Titans think Mariota is there a guy is there a leader is he a franchise QB? I don't I don't know. I, to me I don't know. It's still 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 to be still to be seen. Yeah. But do you, do you think that Tannehill could push, uh, you know, Mariota, who arguably I, I made a note of it that he's just, I think Mariota is a, a more mobile, more accurate version of uh, Tannehill. You know, mm-hmm. you look at you look at the comparison of their stats; they're they're pretty pretty similar going down the board. Um, mm-hmm. uh, with Mariota throwing for far more yards uh, the last three years, um, okay. and. But the you know the passer ratings that uh, Mariota have had have just fluctuated. You know he's he's hit the nineties, but two thousand seventeen it's seventy nine point three passer rating, fifteen interceptions to thirteen touchdowns. You know it's it's yeah. it's it's, it's, it's a wishy washy. More picks touchdowns is not a good look, not a good look for you. Right? Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of wishy washy um, to to think that Tannehill is going to come out here and take. Take food off of Mariota's plate. Um, if Mariota's going to show himself to be that franchise guy, he'll have to. But I mean, do you think Tannehill could push him? I, honestly, I think they'll. He'll get a chance. I think Mariota will end up getting hurt at some point, like he always does. He always does at least a couple games. So I think Tannehill will get a shot. But um, I, I don't know. Mike, I, I don't know how much he uh, wants to give up on Mariota just yet. I think he can be, but he doesn't have any real, real weapons, man. I mean, Derrick Henry is a, is a pretty good running back. There's nobody. I mean, then we talked about. I think we talked about AFC uh, AFC South last week. You know, Titans. They need they need to do some di- different things to give Mariota some help. So the best receiver is Delaney Walker, and he's a 35 year old tight end who has a broken ankle. There you go. There you go. So I think, yeah, I, I think Tannehill will get a shot. I think he'll play. He'll probably start at least two or three games. Um, you know, at some point the Titans may go. You know. Those three, four games in a row, and they'll make a switch. Tannehill, Tannehill will be a wish, wishy-washy throughout the year, and then they'll go back to Mariota. But oh, at the end, it's just the- terrible when teams do that. Like commit to one guy. That's what they were doing to uh, to Tyrod Taylor when he was in uh, in at the Bills. I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah, dude, I, yeah. You know, yeah, as you say that, I, I hate that too. They go back to one, they go to the other, they go back and go back and forth, back and forth, dude. You can't get in the room that way. If you go to let one guy start, just let him start. Just because he has a couple bad games doesn't mean if you felt like this guy is truly better than his backup, and if the starter is having bad games, just let him play out. He's going to be better anyway. You know, absolutely. Just growing pains. We don't panic. We practice. We get better at it. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, moving on. Um, the Bears, they signed safety high Clinton Dix to a one-year, three-and-a-half million dollar deal. I think it just bolsters this dynamic Bears defense. We saw them you know, play lights out last year with getting Khalil yeah. Mack and everybody. Yeah. So I think one I think player definitely- addition 
one player addition as a Khalil Mack to that defense, and they went just straight to the top. You know, so I can only imagine having like the kind of caliber safety that Ha Clinton Dix is, and somebody who used to be on the other side of the ball as a, as a Green Bay Packer doesn't hurt having that guy back in the division. Absolutely, absolutely as well. Washington had made a very big move. They got safety Landon Collins from the Giants. Uh, they got him on a six-year, $84 million deal, which is a $44.5 million guaranteed. They also signed running back Adrian Peterson for two years, I believe $8 million. Um, I, they still don't have an answer at quarterback, you know, just yet. But, you know, this is, I think this is a very, very nice move, signing, signing Landon Collins. Um, he's definitely going to help. He's, all, he's, a pro, he's a pro bowl safety, so he's going to help that defensive, defensive side a lot. Um, do you know, I guess how, how much is he going to help is really the question. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, do you think it kind of helps that, do you think Landon Collins can help that, that defense, you know, be a defense just off him alone? Absolutely not. They need corners. I don't know what is going on in Washington, D.C., but <laughs> living in this area, much like you know, it's par for the course. Uh, you spent a buttload of money on one person that we have no idea how that person fits into the actual equation of what's coming. Um, yeah. You know, and there's there's no surprises when you're dealing with the Washington team. Uh, so <laughs> I think it's just, it's just a, a, a head-scratcher, puzzling move. A person got paid, and they're just going to trot it back out there again this year. So yeah, yeah. Um, AP, how many more? How many years do you think he's got left, man? I thought he didn't have any years left when he came out and you know exploded onto the fantasy football scene uh, with his performances. Um, uh, honestly, I mean, a one solid year. Uh, we won't know. I don't know how much of. Uh, AP will see this year if Darius Geis comes back healthy. Darius Geis was probably going to be uh, make this offense look a lot more different, make this offense mm-hmm. a little more legitimate had he been out there because you would have had that dynamic running, catching presence next to Alex Smith and, uh, you know, opposite um, Jamison Crowder. You cut, out, you, cut, you cut out there for a second. I'm sorry, say that again about, about AP, how much aerodynamic to Geis? Uh, he would. He would. If we have Geis as the dynamic version uh, yeah. next to Alex Smith, across from uh, Jameson Crowder, I think it added. It would have added a little more legitimacy to what they wanted to do last year, as opposed to going into this like old school '90s offense where it's just power eye up the gut all the time, because that's what Adrian Peterson comfortable comfortable for. Yeah, uh, comfortable. yeah. He, he's and he's not. He's not a guy who's going to catch. He's going to get you know four fifty catches out of the backfield either, too. He's that power yeah. running back, you know, that you're going to use in first and second down, even, you know, so he needs the guy, he, he needs the ball 20 to 25 times a game, you know, just running up the gut, running awesome. through the tackle. So, uh, but, you know, good for him getting, still getting a deal. Um, moving on to probably the AFC favorites for next year, the Chiefs. Um, they cut some longtime um, staff members, man, you know, getting rid of linebacker Justin Houston, as well as safety Eric Berry. Um I know Barry had a numerous injuries, with, you know, the leukemia uh, before, the uh, I want an ankle injury or something like that. I can't recall. Achilles. Achilles. Achilles injury, excuse me. Um, but to replace him, they did get Tyron Matthew um, from the Houston Texans, you know, a three-year, $42 million deal, which is good for them. But the Chiefs, man, I, I, I was kind of surprised letting go of Justin Houston. Honestly, I think that was just a money move to me. They just didn't want to yeah. pay him. I think it was – I get what fifteen million this year or seventeen months, something like that. So right. I, think that was a pure, pure money move to me. So my uh, thing is, okay, you, you cut Justin Houston, but then you also let D Ford walk. Yo, yeah, we're we're gonna talk, yeah, yeah. He went oh at Niners, I believe. I believe well, no, so. Well, they, yeah, they didn't. No, they traded him. They didn't just. They didn't let him walk. They traded him away. Oh my god, they shipped him off. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, so they did themselves. You know, um, I that's what I'm saying. So I don't know what they're. Chiefs defense, I mean, they're going to have to do a lot this offseason and, you know, pick up pieces there because the Chiefs defense, if they want to still be at the top, be an elite team, you know, um, they're going to have to start making some real moves on the defensive side. Most of the, yeah. the, most of the line up there, you know. Because it Lewis, wasn't Lewis, the offense that was keeping them down. The offense was definitely not the country. That offense was what was putting them on the map and, and making them, you know, a dangerous thing to deal with. Uh, right. to, honestly, it was it was when their defense was on the field that they were having problems. Uh, you know, they just not strong. But getting rid of these guys makes your defense defense worse. That's my point, you know, so it's like I don't understand it. So, I mean, I get Eric Berry. He he's played in what 
two or three games in the last couple of years. It's like he's just, just been injured. So I feel, you know, yes. Tyron Matthew is definitely a playmaker. He'll help them out quite a bit. So good for him getting that deal. Um, and you mentioned D Ford uh, getting traded from the to the Niners. Um, I think he got five years, eighty-five and a half million, which is thirty-three point three five million guaranteed. And the Chiefs got a twenty twenty second pick for him. Um, they also signed they also signed running back Tevin Coleman, uh, which which was interesting. Um, you've you've got the kind of a loaded backfield. If I'm, if very, I'm not mistaken, very loaded backfield for the Niners. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got Jared McKinnon still coming off injury. Matt Breda, um, I, you know, I think they also re-signed Raheem Morstead. Uh, yes, they did. So, I mean, what, why what's- do you think Moster Moster would resign, knowing that Breda's still in that room, uh, Coleman and McKinnon, who both have experience with uh, uh, the head coach there. Uh, and Shanahan are on the team, and Jeff Wilson, handpicked by him, is also on the team as well. I, I, I mean, to me, Coleman is probably – it's going to be between Coleman and McKinnon for the starting job. I think they'll probably split the carries. Yeah. Um, but I think Coleman might edge him out but because uh, McKinnon's coming off the ACL injury, if I'm not mistaken, so how healthy is really is he really going to be? Yeah. Um, but uh, the Niners – it's funny, talking about the Niners, I thought they had a chance of getting Antonio Brown, to be honest with you. Uh, that would have been nice, given Garoppolo, who also coming off an ACL injury, uh, a nice weapon. So he's yeah. gonna he needs some pieces. I mean, because I don't know, I know he's gonna need he's gonna need some help. You know, he's still a young guy in this league, so he's gonna need some help on the over the offensive side. So Niners were linked to OBJ before he made the move to before he was sent to the Browns. So really, I did not. Yeah. I did not know that. You know, I mean, somebody they should have made a move for. If you giving him. Garoppolo a weapon like that. I mean, giving anyone a weapon like that is 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 a, of course it's a is a great move, but I think Garoppolo needs a dynamic weapon like that, especially. But even just just like make Mayfield does, he needs dynamic weapons to kind of help him out since, since they're so young. But make make even younger than Garoppolo, you know. But um, I don't know what the Niners are going to really do running back man. It's it's going to be it's, it's definitely a crowded backfield there, so I'm not really sure. Um, also, really quick, going back to the Giants, they got one Tate. Coming over from the Eagles in a four-year, yep. 37 million, 23 and a half guaranteed. I don't know. Losing OBJ, Golden Tate's not really <laughs> equal. Equal as playing talented. small ball in New York. They're playing small ball. It ain't going farther than six yards from the line of scrimmage. So that's so all Eli can throw it. And they also com- they're committing to Eli for 2019. That so is this- you know what fire, Pat Shermer, fire. Clearhouse, get these knuckle, get Gettleman, fire them, get them all up out of here. I, I think they're doing it just, just off G, just off general principle, man, because he's been there his entire career. He's a two-time Super Bowl winning champion. He's a future Hall of Famer. They weren't gonna just cut him. They're just doing it to save face. Like, listen, Eli, we know you're the, we've been the face of this franchise for the last what 15 years, whatever it is. They're not gonna cut him. 2009, but 2019 will realize last year in New York and probably the end overall. I don't think he's going to play for another organization. I think they just they didn't want to cut him, you know, just prematurely. So I think they 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 know they're going to have another bad year. They're going to have to they're going to have to go, you know, rebuild. They're going to rebuild, you know, starting with obviously they've already started with with Saquon Barkley last year. They got they going to need a lot of different pieces. So um, I think this is it's this, this is just rebuilding time. They look they're probably going to look at getting maybe Dwayne Haskins in the draft. We'll see, but uh, they're going to. Last year was the year to get a quarterback because the quarter they, it was low at quarterbacks, but they went. This with is that's what I was saying. Can we can we like go back in time? Like, <laughs> can we go back in time the second round that second pick and no, just yeah. either pick up one of the guys that were drafted uh, that you did you missed out on? You know, go and get Sam Darnold. Uh, uh, have him in the training room. Force Eli's hand versus yeah. bringing you guys like. They, uh, uh, who is the, the – I can't remember the old coach that they had, the coach uh, that was just fired recently that they replaced um, when he oh, benched. Bob McAdoo? Bob McAdoo, uh, the, the yeah. former quarterback's coach from the uh, Green Bay Packers, a quarterback coach who had seen Aaron Rodgers in his prime and an aging Brett Favre and knows when you're not getting it done in practice as a quarterback, you don't need to be on the field. Reason why he benched him, and then he became a scapegoat for, I guess, people feeling sorry for his, for uh, for Eli Manning's emotions or whatever, what have you. You know, yeah. so when 
and uh, OBJ comes out, he's just like, why can't we throw a pass more than 20 yards? And they try to, you know, oh, we're going to play got you, OBJ. Well, hey, OBJ, why don't you throw the ball? And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to throw a 57-yard strike to uh, to Saquon uh, You know, and I'm going to throw another, like, 40-yard strike to uh, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, OBJ is now throwing touchdown passes mm-hmm. downfield that Eli Manning can no longer make, right? It just – yeah, it, the, the, the Giants, they're, I think they're, they're just a mess. They need a lot of work. Um, moving on, those really quick lines, they picked up a, they picked up a couple of weapons, too. A couple guys, we receiver Danny Amendola and defensive end Flowers. Amendola had a one-year deal, four-and-a-half mil. Flowers, five years, 80 to $85 million, I believe, which fifty which is guaranteed. Good for the Lions, um, the, uh, or excuse me, the uh, Detroit Patriots, some of them are calling Detroit it now. Patriots, absolutely. <laughs> so... Uh, what's to say? Patricia wants to you know get some of his guys that he he was familiar with, so he's picking them up. But uh, hey, good for them. we need all the help we can get out there. They they did actually. Uh, the um, Lions also signed Jesse James, which I thought was a very good uh, pickup from Pittsburgh. Uh, from, 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 from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yes, uh, if I can find. Oh, I'm sorry, typing in the wrong window here. I'll get you yeah. some guaranteed numbers figures here. Wow, I didn't, I did not realize they picked up Jesse James. Yeah, yeah, he's a good young tight end, you know, out, out of Penn State from a couple of years ago. Um, he, you know, I, I think that kind of helps, the, you know, Matthew Stafford out a little bit, gives him another, you know, added little weapon, you know, maybe in the in the in the red zone there, which is not what they were missing when what they were missing when they tried to bring in Gronk last year. Apparently, was the uh, the move they wanted to bring Gronk in, and I think that's what they need. They need a tight end, a guy who can go up the seams for them because it's going to be open when you have those. Two huge wide receivers out there, Marvin Jones Jr. and uh, and um, Baby Tron. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Holiday, Holiday in. Um, so uh, Jesse James, four years, twenty-two point six million dollars, ten and a half guaranteed. Uh, he'll be there for a few years. I think he sure. he's a guy, big, strong, sure-handed guy, tall guy. I think he's like six seven, six eight. Um, yeah, definitely will will help open things up. It'll be it'll be a tall attack, tall passing attack out there in uh, Detroit. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Colts also signed a receiver Devin Funch, still one year, ten million dollar deal. Um, gives Andrew Luck another another low weapon, you know. Again, uh, yeah. you know, but I mean, he's not it's not a big pickup, but they have T. Y. Hilton, you know what I mean. So just somebody else, yeah. somebody else would love to go to. Um, we we talked about their needs from last year. We talked talk about their needs uh, coming into this draft, uh, into this uh, yeah. pre-agency season, that they, they probably need a wide receiver because they only had Zach Paschal and uh, um, T.Y. T- Hilton under contracts. So here's their third guy, I guess. Yeah. The other, the other wide receiver move, which was kind of big news, um, Tampa Bay trading wide receiver Deshaun Jackson back to Philadelphia. Eagles get Jackson in the 2020 a seventh round pick, and the Bucks get a 2019 sixth round pick for Deshaun. He wanted out of Tampa Bay quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yo, it, it was yeah. not a good look. Um, I just don't think he got on with the staff. I mean, uh, him. I, I thought it was going to be a success. Mike Evans on one side and Deshaun on the other side. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, man, they're going to light it up together. Not it was all James Winston's fault. It's all James Winston's fault. The, his inability to get the ball downfield for them to connect, for them to have an end. James Winston gets in trouble, so he doesn't get mm-hmm. to play as consistently or, or really play much at all until later on in the year. So he can't build that rapport. Um, and it looks like Arians was like, hey, it's, he's just not in our plans. We have Chris Godwin who can do that underneath stuff. Uh, I do I believe that they also have Adam Humphreys still there? Or I don't know if he's re-signed with anyone. I think uh, he left and went. I, I can't recall where he left, but I think he's gone as well too from from Tampa Bay. But yeah, now I'm to get him. Carson Wentz has another has a deep threat now in Deshaun Jackson, uh, which is which is good for him. You know, obviously, of course, he's got to be healthy. You know, um, so obviously the Eagles are committed to Carson Wentz after after letting Nick Foles walk. So Deshaun Jackson, definitely good pickup. And the the Buffalo Bills, they've got it. They've got it. Made some couple moves, so strictly on the offensive side, which they needed desperately. They got yeah. a receiver. They got receiver John Brown, receiver Cole Cole Cole, Cole Beasley, yeah. running back Frank Gore, the veteran running back Frank Gore, and tight end Tyler Croft. Brown got a three twenty seven million dollar deal. Beasley four years twenty nine million, fourteen of which guaranteed. Gore just a one year two million dollar deal, probably veterans minimum. And Croft, thirty years, eighteen point eight million. I see, just but these move. What these moves tell me, their bills 
are committed to Josh Allen giving him weapons. They want to put some pieces around it for him to develop. Now, these aren't the best, you know, top-of-the-line weapons. It's not, you know, like you mentioned before, Buffalo was trying to get A.B. It's not A.B. or anything like that, but it's pieces that will help Josh Allen develop. Absolutely. Which I think think is key. Um, Do you like any of these moves, or do you like all of them? Do you like none of them? What what kind of stands out with with the Bills when they come here? So John Brown played his college game at Pitt. So maybe being back in the cold will be good for him. Uh, people with sickle cell disease don't really do great uh, in the super hot, hot, high altitude. So maybe hopefully cold will, will be it will do some good for him. Um, he's, he's a stud. Yeah, he's a stud. He's had some great uh, seasons under his belt. I want to see him keep that going. Uh, Josh Allen does have the big arm, so can that, somebody that can actually take advantage of him. The, the reason Brown didn't stay with the Ravens is because there was no balls coming his way with accuracy from uh, Lamar Jackson. It just wasn't a thing. Um, right. And Beasley gives you somebody underneath, you know, run those quick routes for you and those uh, that intermediate for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And Croft gives them some sure hands. They didn't really have a tight end out there. Um, no. I think, Charles, uh, Clay, Charles Clay is gone. I think he went to Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, <laughs> How much really was it was was he doing? You know, Let's no, not not much of anything. So yeah, yeah. it's it's bring pieces is this. It's not the greatest cupboard of things to look into uh, or look mm-hmm. at when you open it up. But these are pieces to help this kid come along. Like, hey, maybe he gets off these train wheels. We sign him to a better contract when he gets paid or if he does get another contract. And in the course of that, you bring in a stud wide receiver. You bring in a stud running back and keep building. You know, this is the Bills are in the process of their of their rebuild. And while they might catch the Patriots every now and again on one game and keep it exciting, uh, this this team isn't really going anywhere fast. They're just working on building up their players. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent agree with you, man. Uh, I mean, that's and there's been a lot of free agency this year and it's funny because free agency just started last week but yet it's pretty much already over so yeah. many moves we got to recap here this week uh definitely a lot of definitely a lot of news going on in the nfl i'm not, i'm excited for the draft coming up in you know maybe just about a month a month's time or so something like that uh so i'm definitely looking forward to the draft we'll see what's going to happen there uh that's going to do it for our time this week uh, next week we'll you know we'll, bring, we'll be back again with some more action. We'll continue our divisional roundtable then. Um, any uh, any uh, last words from you, Obed? Anything else to say for the people? Guys, it's been a pleasure to come out here on the, on your screens. Make sure to like and subscribe. Follow us at What's the Word Entertainment. Uh, can't wait to see you again next week. Absolutely, you said it best, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I will see you again. Take care, man. Peace. Take care. See you.